opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello, my name is John Martinez. And hi, I'm Henry Patak. Today we're having a brief discussion um, in podcast today about our thesis. We're going to be talking about art and how it relates to Middle Eastern culture and religion, specifically Middle Eastern art. I'm um, speaking about the reasoning behind the Middle Eastern art specifically. And how it relates to their culture and religion. We'll also mention specific artists and discuss our sources uh, that we've found individually. As we're aware, the artists have a specific intended audience, but they also have an unintended audience that gets affected. So let's begin our discussion. So our first bullet point here today is Niaz. They are a live-action theater performance group. They mostly have musical works. Uh, Henry and I both saw them in person when they came to Marine Valley. Yes, and sir. Performed the Fourth Light Project for us. Right, um, so we'll go into a tiny bit of depth about that in just a minute, but we'll explain um, our thesis, and then we'll get straight to it. Perfect. You want to open up? Yes. So my thesis, um, after doing a little bit of research and actually going through the experience of Niaz and a lot of the other art we've been introduced to over the course of our class here, uh, the thesis I came up with was artists create their art for a reason, even in the abstract. Artists like Niaz create work from or inspired by their cultural roots, even if it's not entirely representative of their source. For instance, the religion or Rabia, the person they based it off of, she was a poet for Middle Eastern art. Their use of their source and how they pay homage to it isn't just intentional. In my opinion, it's actually woven into their art in a way that their source would approve of it. So I think while it's not a direct reflection of it, it's enough of what it is for even an unintended audience member to actually understand what they're getting it from. Yeah, fantastic, completely agree. Um, my thesis actually comes directly from Niaz when they visited our classroom to speak to us. Mm. They mentioned a point where people that didn't quite understand what was happening during the performance still got had an impact and enjoyed the show a lot and even mentioned it to them, specifically even like U.S. veterans from Iraq, Iran, the, anywhere in the Middle East came up to them mm. and, and mentioned that they enjoyed the show. So I talked about how U.S. citizens can fail to relate to Middle Eastern descent due to a lack of exposure and misunderstanding of that culture, specifically through their art and music. So adding more uh, music or art or any type of that culture to U.S. society would mm. help set aside differences and help people relate to one another. Right. So one of the things that um, Harry and I actually found that was like in both of our theses was regardless of the audience, um, sometimes the artistic content itself actually can display exactly what they want someone to see, regardless of whether or not they even have a background in it. Um, like we mentioned with Niaz, and what we saw with Niaz uh, post-performance on theater, was there are people who have an understanding, or at least a somewhat abstract understanding, of what they're seeing and listening to, even though they have no direct exposure or familiarity with it, because it sticks out as its own thing just enough in just the right way, and I'm assuming that's how the artist intended it. Exactly, I completely agree with that also. Right. Especially going along the lines where Niaz told us that their intended audience really wasn't people of Middle Eastern descent. Exactly. They wanted them, they knew they would be able to relate to it or like understand more of the verbiage, but even then, their language, they used multiple languages throughout the performance. Right, they so started was, English and then they jumped into like three other, I think, Kurdish, exactly. Arabic, others. But they wanted to try and expand outward to like new people, so those people that walked in that didn't understand the show, but like were influenced by it, that was what they were intending to do, and they were like really happy to be able to see something like that. So that struck me really well. Yeah, and to uh, pull it back into my thesis in particular, one of the sources I've been researching, let me pull it up here, um, <clears throat> was looking at religious art by Stefan Dows. Um, in his article about this, his academic journal states, 
we often begin by asking about the meaning of a particular work, especially if we are viewing it from a spiritual or religious perspective. In doing so, we feel to appreciate that works of art are firstly works of art. So, um, actually, let me rephrase that. He said, in doing so, we feel to appreciate religious works of art as they are works of art. So what he's saying and what I've kind of drawn my thesis from, um, and this is kind of common, not just people who analyze art, but he's also a theologist, so he actually researches this kind of stuff for okay. a living. Um, if anyone questions the credibility, that's who he is. But it relates to my thesis because, sure, they have an intended audience. They have a source that they're representing, but not everyone needs to be familiar with that in order to understand it. So exactly kind of tying into my point there, you actually have to look at it as what it is before you want to start picking it apart and looking at specific things. Because that's a mistake I made uh, when I started watching the performance. Thankfully, it was 85 minutes long, so I was <laughs> able to take my mind out of that mode and kind of just open it up to the stream of information they were just pointing on us. You Sit know? back and enjoy the show and kind right, of all the visual effects, all the style and everything like that. Because there was a reason they were doing it, and you can tell they weren't even afraid. They didn't even stutter a single time during the entire performance. Like, they knew what they wanted to do. Not because they had passion for it, but what they were trying to display was something they understood so well exactly. that know what they were talking even about. though you couldn't understand it, and they know that for a fact. They know for a fact their intended audience has zero clue <laughs> any of this stuff is. I know I didn't have any idea. Right, yeah, even when they came into our classroom and discussed it with us head on. Nothing we could prepare for was like, um, there, was no, there was no pretext to it, you know, so that was the kind of thing I was surprised to see and actually experience myself when they brought all that into it. By the end of performance, I had an idea of why, especially even um, during the talk post-performance, they were telling us about that sort of thing. Nothing felt left out. Nothing felt yeah. like it wasn't actually what they were trying to accomplish because they totally saw what they were doing as legitimate. That's a really great point with that, especially uh, mentioning how the art, like in this sense now, is more contemporary for yes. people to like enjoy like they use the dip, like they use traditional instruments to tie that in yeah but they also use so like, ancient and foreign yeah exactly but they used what they mentioned was their favorite instrument was the macbook air but um, right they tied it all together to where they brought an old form of art through rabia's uh what's it called poetry mm -hmm. or like mysticism yeah and they took it into the 21st century and added those effects that to grip people in interest them but also still show them like the same message so they're able to like comb it for a new audience so people would want to learn more and that's kind of what happened with me because what they do is even though you don't understand what's happening that desire to know what's happening afterwards causes people to go into research and that ties into both of our theses mentioning their like audience members and like even if it's the unintended audience it forces the, those people to want to like figure out what's happening and when that occurs then it's like branching out and it spreads and spreads and people become more understanding of one another and they can relate if anything on a specific level so mm. there's less of a gap between the cultures and in the end i mean it helps set up more cooperation if anything if that's the correct way to phrase it i think so yeah, yeah and i think that was their goal they intended this whole time and it's not just niaz you know the other artists um i don't know if you were present at the exhibit when she was speaking there i was but, not but i wish i was right it was um early monday if i remember i went way too early but <laughs> uh when we went in uh miriam rana had her exhibit called a place to call home and while i have no experience in the middle east myself i do recognize like the architecture and the kind of art style she was especially the material she used because um, I've been in our class, having experienced all that before. Okay. So I was very familiar with what she was using, why she was using it, how she could create it. So when I saw that, it actually surprised me a whole ton that 
the way she used it had an intention, <clears throat> even if someone else was completely like abstractly mm -hmm. unfamiliar with that. Something like what we've discussed before in our thesis was what they create is not just for the sake of, oh, that's there and it's just there to be seen because it's pretty. Yeah. It's because there's something behind it. And you can understand that even if you weren't involved with their story firsthand, you know? Exactly. I think it's really cool because you mentioned you have kind of a background with some of that stuff or you understand it more so. Right. I myself don't have much of an artistic background, mm. so I didn't, like, I don't know the different, like, patterns or, like, different tactics that are used. Right. So it already shows, like, the intended and unintended audience idea and that two different perspectives get two different things out of it. And we both, like, took something away from it, but mm. they could have been completely different, but that's what the artist wants. They want people to just be impacted in some way. Right, they have an audience they intend to see it, and in this case, it's actually someone that's not familiar with it, so it's not unique by any standards. It's been done before, but what's unique about it is that it's a kind of art that has a very personal mm -hmm. connection to someone that, in a separate culture entirely, they actually don't understand what they're seeing until they actually absorb it entirely like in an artistic and human nature way and then they actually begin to logically think it apart and not just use things like someone's religion and all that yeah i completely agree with that i had an article about that but it looks like we're going to be a little short on time to get through everything right but i think we've discussed our theses pretty well and explained ourselves um so thanks yeah. for listening guys this is uh henry Batak. This is John. Thank you. That's all we have time for, however. Yeah, so, so we're signing off. Yeah, appreciate it. Bye, guys. Take care.